podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the Paddock Blues Podcast. You can find us on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash paddockblues. Or you can email us at paddockblues at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to the Paddock Blues Podcast. I'm Jamie and tonight I'm joined by Paul. You all right, mate? Yeah, sounds, you know. How are you? All right, thanks. You've been hungover, aren't you? Yeah, well, this day two of this hangover now. Like, I went out to a couple of nights ago. It takes me a good week to get over it. Me and Sarge are aching. Everything's killing. Got massive bags under my eyes. But everything happens. Just don't learn, do we? No. The older we get. Um, just, just a week, we just jumped on for our weekly show. Um, obviously, we've played since our last one. Of uh, We got in the Carabao Cup against Fulham. But before we go on to the penalties, which is obviously the big talking point, I wanted to talk about the 90 minutes prior to it. Um, sort of separate the two, if you can. Just the feelings on the actual game itself. Uh, I thought it was a, wasn't a very good game, to be honest with you. I thought Evan were all over the place, to be honest with you. I thought we were just trying to force it too much. I just, I think when Everton have got our possession of the ball, we just haven't got a clue what to do with it. Really, no. we just. I noticed. I looked up at the clock. There was an hour gone. I was thinking, somebody keep hold of the ball. We just keep lashing it into the corners. Uh, Harrison and McNeil, it's going over the reds all the time. It's like somebody just get your foot on it and just play and just calm down. You're forcing absolutely everything, but. Uh, Plus, it was an even game. I've seen a lot of people talk saying Fulham were the better team. I don't agree with that. Thought they just they had one chance to score, really, didn't he? Um, a couple mm. of chances near the end as well. But no, it was an awful game. Windy night, freezing cold. The atmosphere was terrible. Don't know why, but it was uh, just a very frustrating night at Goodison Park, wasn't it? How did you feel about it? Yeah, it felt like deja vu, sort of. You know, we've had a couple of these nights. I think uh, Leicester in this. When Bain scored that goal, it felt like the same. Yeah, it did feel like that. I thought that. Yeah, that it just game. felt. Yeah, there's a few nights we've had like that, and it's just get us over the line, them type of games. But yeah, and with you, I think people have it. I've seen people go, oh, Fulham with a better team. What game they were? And I thought, if anything, we were. We just, as you said, can't, can't have the ball. There's just. And I don't think because we've got no creative midfielders, we've just got no one to unlock the door or. Scare teams to think he's gonna hit this from forty yards here and put him in yeah. the top corner. No, like a, a Coutinho or a Hammers or someone. Yeah, which we haven't got no one who can look after the ball. I mean, I noticed with about ten minutes to go, Dwight McNeil just it's just swinging his foot at it because he's mm-hmm. that tired. It's just I think that comes into a lot of fatigue. I don't usually buy into the playing too much football, but you could see Everton were visibly. There's no way we could have done extra time. Then players were gone. They were out. It was goose completely. Yeah, but just need someone. Like a Deli Alley type, someone who can just look after the ball a little bit better. That's what I think, anyway. Yeah, it would definitely just someone, especially in games like that. I think Fulham sort of, especially Marco Silver, he marked that card, didn't he? And said, These can't have the ball. So let's just sit in. And I know they got a scrappy goal, which could go anywhere, could go in the Gladys Street anywhere. Just ends, unfortunately for Michael Keane, it goes in the back of the net. But I don't know. I just think, I just. We looked knackered, I thought. I thought we genuinely looked tired. Uh, Harrison looked done in. I think a dressy guy, even though he spun ground everywhere, he looked done in. Just maybe one game too far, would you say? 
one game yeah. to sort Definitely. of. I think Marco Silva knows as well at his time of being Everton manager, he knows how to frustrate the life out of Evertonians because yeah. the first game of the season that burnt Leno was taking ages to take everything. Even at 0 0 on, t- on Tuesday, he was just taking an eternity to take everything. And it was just getting the fans back up and everyone's just annoyed, screaming on him to worry up. And I think Marco Silva, his time as Everton manager, has helped him there. Hang on, listen, if you take your time here and just go down injured and play for time and all that, these fans will get on the on the back. And we did. Mm-hmm. Which we've got to, I think we've got to cut that out, especially with the unity we've had over the last four games. Um, I think we've sort of start cutting that groaning out. I'd like to see it. I know it's hard and we didn't, you know, everyone's entitled to have a moan and a groan, but I think I'd like to see it being cut out, and I think it, hopefully it will. But I just want to touch on a couple of players before we go into the main topic of the night. Um, Beto, I thought he when he come on, he come on one nil. He looked like Calvin Lewin doesn't. He didn't hobble off, but it sort of just looked like he was dragged off. If that makes sense, no, because he was playing bad. It was like get him off quickly. It just looked like Beto would change that quick. What did you make of Beto? Do you think he, he sort of wanted to start now with his goal? You know, he's popped up in that he, area. I thought he did well when he came on. Like, I've uh, seen a lot of criticism for Calvert-Lewin again. It's come back again. I did say this. You're going to go back and listen to it if you want. I said if he has a couple of bad games, the fans are just ready to pounce. I don't know what it is with this lad. I mean, he's rubbed a lot of our fans up the wrong way. I don't know what it is. Who are we going to get that's better than him in our position? I don't know. I thought he was off it on on Tuesday, though. I will say that. I know I'll defend him a lot, but I just thought there was a few balls put into the middle and he just wasn't there. And that's not like him. He just uh, he wasn't gambling on stuff. Maybe he's yeah. been starved of service for that long that he just thinks they're not going to put it in there. But uh, Beto, does he deserve a start? I think he's going to have to start one of these two games with the schedule we've got coming up. So, yeah, I thought yeah. he'd done well. He looked quick, didn't he? And he, got, he put himself about and took his goal well. So, yeah, but I just this pile on on Calvert Lewin, he, he seems to be, and there'll be fans listening. Go oh, here he goes again. But I think I, I I'm there. I'm witnessing it. I can see it. It's the uh, no. There's a few shouts by me. Yeah, uh, get your eye heels off and all that. You're like, come on, it's just leave the lad alone. I don't know what it is that he's supposed to have done wrong. He's been injured. That's the only thing he's done wrong. He's been injured. It's just like people can't let it go, and it's just. I was arguing with someone on Twitter said he's been awful for weeks and weeks and weeks. Has he? Has he been awful for weeks and weeks and weeks? Because I don't think so. I think he hasn't scored a goal for weeks and weeks and weeks. I don't think he's been awful. So... I think that's I think that's, that's it, isn't it? People just look at number nine and obviously we need him to score goals. And he, and he knows that. And Dice knows that. They're not daft. But he's doing other things in games where it's probably hard for Dice to drop him because he's like, well... If I drop him, I'm not going to get that same one or I'm not going to get that sort of same pressing as Beto does because I know people are going, oh, well, listen, I'm, I, I like Beto. I think he's good. He, he could be a player in there. But people are seeing him come out with 20 minutes to go with tired back four and running around and getting the ball. Calvin Loon was doing that for 60 minutes prior. Yeah. I just think people are looking at Beto going, look what he does in 20 minutes, what Calvin Loon can't. And I just think, yeah, because Beto's coming on at the end of a game. Um, but that, I, it, just feels, it, it, it just feels like it's with Calvert Lewin. It's that certain fans have just made the mind up, and that's it. They're done. It's just like, well, I was right about Calvert Lewin. So any any bad touch, any bad miss, any bad game, it's just like I told you. Well, yeah. but really, you should be 
want them to do well. But listen, I could be wild in the mark there, but I just feel like he's the one Everton player who can't afford to have a bad game with with our fan base. He just can't. Don't let him. I think he's the most pressurised, isn't he? Because he's, he's the number nine. And obviously, with the, when the lad comes on, who, who's replacing him, scores as well. That keeps a little bit more pressure on him. And I think at the end of the day, this lad wants to score goals. He wants to be Everton number nine. He said it. He doesn't walk on the pitch and think, no, I hope I do this many runs or that many runs or this many sprints. He wants to score goals and you can see it. Yeah. And it, it will. It'll come to him. Listen, people are panicking and we forget this lad, this lad can score goals. And once he gets one, two, he'll, he'll just start flying. But they forget, um, don't they, a few, a few weeks back when he scored the winner against West Ham, cracking goal. And yeah, you go on social cool. media, he's going, he's back, he's finally back. It's great to have him. This is what Everton's team looks like with a fully fit Calvert-Lewin. And he was the best thing since sliced bread. Fast forward six weeks or whatever it is, and he's like, he's always been shite for Everton. You're like, these are the same people making the same mm. comments about us. Are you like, are you, are you all right in the head? Like, is, is something wrong? Is something <laughs> happened at home? It's just like, Probably it's, just, not it's, just odd. it's just odd to me. Listen, I'll defend Calvert-Lewin because I am a big, massive fan. But I thought he was awful on Tuesday. I have to be honest, like I did think he was awful on Tuesday, but I don't think he has been awful for weeks. I don't agree with that one. No, I think the one my one frustration with Donovan Calvert Loon is the amount of times he gets caught offside. I just think he needs to sort of keep up with play a lot better. And once that he'll start just sort of getting in. But as we've just touched on, we've also got no creative midfielder sliding the ball through to him. So you know Jack Harrison and, and McNeil. Most of the time, they're throwing crosses in that are just not even beating the first man. Got a six foot three, four striker there, waiting to let the ball in. Mm-hmm. Even if you just give him a chance to miss, even if he misses, then you can say, oh, well, all right, they're getting them chances, but he's just not getting any chances. But I say on Tuesday, they threw a few balls across low width ones, and he wasn't on the end of them, and he usually is. But maybe yeah. he's just got fed up of thinking these aren't even going to put the ball into me here. But you've got to anticipate that they are at the same time. Yeah. But. I just want to go on the Fulham goal as well because there was something I noticed and it's happened quite a lot. I don't know why we keep leaving wingers so wide on their own. We know how dangerous William is. We know sort of what he's wanting to do. He'll run at anyone, anyone he'll run at. And I just, I think maybe it's a dice thing, but it, Patterson, for me, he just seems so ball-watching again and he's been what, doing this a couple of times with the ball will be on the left-hand side. It'll get switched and his wingers just so far. And I think that's where the goal comes from. This and Michael Keane's unfortunate. And we'll go on to Michael Keane in a minute. But what did you make of Patterson's performance? I just thought he could have done a little bit better on the goal. I'll be honest with you, but Nathan Patterson, I don't think he's very good. Yeah. So I I I you know, I I'm there'll be people coming for me and I hope he proves me wrong and he and he, he starts turning up and he's still young and he can, but right now as it stands. I don't think he's very good, me personally. Sorry if people don't like it. I think he's terrible defensively. I think he's a winger's dream. If you were that your team talk beforehand, just go, this lad's gonna dive in it. You you can you can skin him. Cause it's just it's strange defending for a fullback. I mean, I play fullback up. He's just not even close to the level he has, and he just gets caught square on, flat footed all the time. You always gotta stand side on in case your winger's gonna try and take you on. He just gets done and they're gone, they're past him. And you can see why Sean Dykes is not a massive fan of his. I mean, he's behind a 35-year-old and a 38-year-old in the pecking order to play in that position. That tells me everything I need to know. And I'm not bashing Nathan Patterson, by the way, because he's young and he still can learn these things to the game. But right now, as it stands, I think he's a massive 
he's weak. He's a weak link for Everton. Sorry, in my opinion. Yeah, it's a, when the ball seems to get played inside, he just stops and the winger goes. I think Burnley done it a couple of times in the first five ten minutes, and yeah, I was just a bit like this lad needs to stick to his winger and stop diving in. But hopefully, this he's young and hopefully he'll, he'll learn that. And having Tarkovsky next to him will say to him, "Stop! What are you doing?" You know, and he'll get sort of coached through the game a little bit. Um. But Michael Keane, I just wanted to touch on him because I, I've got to be honest, I actually felt sorry for Michael Keane on on Tuesday. You know, I looked at the board and next to his name was a yellow card, which he didn't deserve, and an own goal board. And I just thought, I'd sly on that because he actually didn't, in my opinion, play that badly. Um, the one thing I would say, which I'd like, which again, is probably what Dice has told him to do, but that cross field ball that he keeps doing, he hasn't got it in him. I don't know whether that's just me, but he just hasn't got it in him. What did you think of Michael Keane? Now, listen, he's obviously had a lot of criticism over the last few years, but his last two games, forget his own goal because it could have went anywhere. What, what, what do you think of his last two performances? I can't forget the own goal because that's him. Yeah, Unfortunately, I know what you mean. Yeah. It's, it's, he's like a magnet for shit. It's just like, <laughs> I've, said, I've said this a while, He's not only is he underperformed, he's probably the most unluckiest Everton player I've ever seen. Yeah. If that it's Tarkovsky, he probably goes over the bar or wide. Pickford saves it. Anybody else in it, it probably stays out the net. But because of the Tim, it goes in. He's just cursed <laughs> in a nice yeah. and possible way. But he is, he's just cursed. That sums him up. I mean, he scores the winner, what, three days before? And then that happens to him. But his overall game is really good. I'm not going to knock him for that and say he's the reason we're out because I thought he had a decent game and he put his penalty away brilliantly as well. But I think um, that... That, that for me just sums Michael Keane up. If he if he t- if he explained said to me to explain what Michael Keane is, I'd show them his goal against Burnley and that own goal the other day, and I'd say there you go. That's In the space him. of a week, yeah. That's it. That's him. Yeah, I just I just felt I honestly did feel sorry for him, and and it did look terrible for you to come in and not seeing sort of the goal itself and come in late and gone. Who scored? Oh my god, he's got a yellow card and scored an own goal. You'd have got Michael Keane. Yeah, so. But there's a lot, I thought, to be honest, I didn't expect to see Michael Keane in the team. I've got to be totally honest, I really didn't. I thought he'd play Godfrey left-back and Jared Branthwaite at, at centre-half, but he didn't. He played Michael Keane at centre-half and Jared Branthwaite at left-back. I know he's played there for Paris, uh, PSV before. He just looks comfortable anyway, that lad. He literally looked like he'd been playing left-back for 10 years. Yeah, you can play him left back on on football manager as well. He's done that a few times. <laughs> but, uh, you can play him right back on football manager as well. He, he has a good game, but yeah. no, he's versatile, isn't he? I think he can play anywhere across that back four. Thought first half he was really good, and McNeil linked up really well. I think second half he faded a little bit, but I think he uh, he covered himself in glory. Jared Brantley keep his head held high. He had a really good game, solid game yeah, at left back. No, I thought so as well, especially. To just get thrown in there without, I know he's played there before, but to go from centre half to then to go to to left back and probably centre half again. Um, I think that dive and head the first half. I think he got a bit confused whether he should dive or wait for it to come to his left foot and hit it in. And yeah. it was one of them half header, half kicking it type things. Yeah, I I looked at to be honest, it looked to me like he didn't expect it to get to him. Then when you see like players and you go, oh, it's actually got to yeah. me. It it that's what it looked like. But for him to be in that position's is decent. Um, yeah. To be honest, I think he put more crosses in than Michalenko did. 
I'm not, not a Michalenko, but I'm just saying he, he looked more attacking than Michalenko. He just looks like a, a monster when he starts sprinting. He just wants the ball, don't he, Brantwaite? I think yeah. he's one of them. I mean, probably Everton's style of play probably doesn't suit him because it, it's a uh, get out your feet and get her up to the top of the pitch as soon as possible in Everton at the moment. So I think in a dare I say a Real Madrid type team, he'd <laughs> look great, wouldn't he? Because he does want the ball like John Stones. It totally reminds me of me, John Stones. And yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he could probably start stepping into midfield, not like John Stones did. Yeah. Maybe just step into midfield and start playing, and hopefully that's another sort of part of his game we can develop in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's talk about it, Paul. Depends. Huh. Now, I know I never had any confidence going there. I don't know about you. I feel like I've not like I like the England of penalty shootouts. It's just like yeah. here we go again. Here we go again. Florentina, Leicester City, yeah. all them. Southampton. Southampton. It's just like. Just ugh, get it. But this we had the chance to win it. Yeah. Oh no, we one kick of a ball. What on God's green earth is that lad doing? Thought of himself. He hasn't thought of the team. He hasn't thought of the fans. He hasn't thought of the club. He's just he's seen. I don't know who was it. Mister Decker Dover Reed was it? He missed. I think so. Yeah. Him. And he missed it, and he thought, right, I've got the winning penalty. What I'm gonna do is. I'm going to just walk up, do a little hop, skip and jump. The keeper's going to go the wrong way and I'm going to stand in front of the Gladys with my arms open wide like the Messiah. Just like, I'm here and it's just gone completely wrong. It's just it's just arrogant. It's a good job we didn't do the podcast right afterwards because I would have been like, sell him, sell him, but saying a minds of here, I've come back now. So he's a good player, on Arne. We don't want to be throwing players under the bus and saying sell him, but that's uh, that's not good. That I don't like that. What he did the other day, it was uh, it was actually pathetic. It's probably the worst penalty I've ever seen, ever, yeah. ever, ever. He's just he's read the headlines. He's seen that the, the, the mm. echo and everything else in his mind. Onana sends Everton into semi final and that, and it's just it's gone to his head. And you can imagine his teammates have have bollocked him for that like this week. They should do as well, to be honest, because as you say, I think arrogance is the word. He's got. So much ability that he, he hasn't unlocked yet, but this arrogance that he... It reminds me of Paul Pogba. I've got to be honest. I know I'm not as good as Paul Pogba was at his age, but um, I just that's what he reminds me of. Little hop, skip, jump, as you say, rolling. That penalty, I remember Berbatov's against Everton in the FA Cup semi-final, and I always thought that... that. Yeah, I always thought that was the worst penalty I've ever seen. But that was just like... Well, yeah, this question. If Deckard over Reed scores and it keeps it rolling on, does he do that? Probably. You I think, think he does just... that to keep it going? Yeah, yeah. If I it's not think... to win a penalty, just to keep it going. I think he puts his boot right through it just to keep it going. I don't know, mate. I, I honestly I think he's done it. that. He's done that because he knows it was going to be the winning penalty. But would you not want to just think. would you not want to put your foot through it just to make no. sure it actually goes That's... in? Because it doesn't look good, does it? Because he can go home and he can put it on Instagram and TikTok and all that and go with all mad music, probably him singing because he can sing in that and it's just him rolling the ball into the back of the net. I mean, mm. in another way, if the keeper goes the wrong way and he rolls it in, it looks like a... Wow, look at that. How brilliant yeah. that. But it's like... I always remember when I was a kid, I used to watch the little mascot playing with Neville Southall just when the teams would come out. 
and the, the kids who was about three or four to kick it and South Hall would fall on it, messing around. Yeah. That's what it was like. That's what it was like. It was like a little kid kicking a ball in the back garden, a toddler who's got no power whatsoever. And you just let it roll into the net and go, yay, goal. That's what <laughs> it was like. That's what it was like. It was pathetic. Absolutely pathetic. But even the next the, the next player up, Tarkovsky, he volleys it as hard as he can. And just puts his foot through it. And it's like Exactly. If Anana's not looking, I go, why didn't they just do that? And listen, I don't think he's I don't think obviously he's never meant to miss, of course. He hasn't no. but he he'll be hurting. He's not bothered. He's not not bothered that he's missed that by the way. I think he genuinely is devastated that he's missed it because I think he's that type of player. He'll take the praise and it all oh, look at me. This is gonna go in, I'm gonna look boss. But he knows how bad he looks here and he knows how much he's let us down. And I think that will get to him a little bit. So I think seeing a few criticisms and I was critical of him myself. Arrogance, didn't like it at all. Now the dust has settled and we're going into a different game, I think we've just got to forget about it and get behind him, which we think obviously we will. Yeah, but... we'll have to. I mean, you can't just hold that over in his head. Because when I come out the ground, I thought that's all I'm going to remember you for now. Mm. Or, I know I'm, we're talking about it now. I'm, I'm sort of over that defeat now. It did sting, like, don't get me wrong, but... Yeah. Uh, I, just, think... I just don't know. He's an intelligent lad. You see him getting interviewed. I mean, he speaks, like, five languages. He's, he seems really clued up, but it's just his arrogance and his, his own ego has got in the way there. And you know what? It probably won't help us, but for himself, I don't think he'll ever do that again. No. Probably not. And you know what? That's a good point that you made. Before actually, if he get a penalty in normal time and he decides to take it, does he do that? Probably not. So no. yeah, it's the it's the it's the circumstances of what that penalty meant. It's gone to his head, completely gone to his head. Because you remember he missed everyone's everyone's singing, everyone's buzzing like this is the penalty that's gonna get us through. And he's been feeding off that, and it's been great for him. And he's gone. You know what? I'm just gonna I'm gonna buzz, be buzzing in front of this Gladys. I'm just gonna roll it in, and it's just. It's gone horribly wrong. I mean, if you're going to roll it in, at least roll it in the corner. Yeah, make him save it at least. Yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ. But speaking of saving it, though, to be honest, I think Pickford should do better than them. I've got to be honest. Um, I know people go, well, it's a lottery, he's got to dive one way. But when he dives, he just seems like his hands go backwards. If that makes sense. I haven't, I, I haven't watched them back. So it's been one of them games that I tried to... I know we're speaking about it now, but I haven't watched any of it back. I didn't even see how, how their goal went in, to be honest with you. How Keane yeah, scored the own goal. I have like no clue. Yeah, so... Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it picked it probably, yeah, but he did say one, mate, and he put us in a position to win the game. Oh, no, of course, yeah. I'm not saying, like, what, I'm, what I mean is in... He got his hand on two, three of them, where he should be, like, sort of pushing them out. I, I, Me, personally, I've watched it back and I thought, he should be saving them. They weren't like right into the corner where he's dived and it's like bent his fingers back or anything. He's got a full hand on it and it's just he's also just like let his hand go backwards, yeah. Um I but... thought it's the first one where he'd whoever took the first pen for them done exactly what Onana done, didn't he? Yeah, and Pickford just stopped. But Pickford them, yeah. Pickford made his mind up for him because Pickford moved. That Leno didn't move. Yeah. But maybe that it maybe it doesn't feel that bad than now because we'd have got Liverpool over two legs. Yeah, but I was going to come on to that because um, I know you're only joking there. Like, but no, I am. Yeah, I, 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 I'd still rather play Liverpool over two legs with a chance to get into a cup final. I mean, I know I've seen a lot of Evertonians. Evertonians with big accounts, by the way, being like, well, we didn't, we don't want to play them anyway. I mean, listen, I know we're downtrodden and 
Liverpool have got our number and they are our bogey team, but come on, you got to have a bit more fighting you than that. What's the point if you don't want to win? There's no point being a football fan if you're not interested in winning trophies. And to win trophies, you just got to beat whoever's put in front of you, whether that be Man City or Northampton Town. Mm-hmm. you just got to do it. So I think that's a, be, to a, be a, fair as a well. Coward's, it's a coward's way out there, in my opinion. Not you, I mean, I've seen people who were genuinely saying that. They're glad that we ran out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, Paul, it's football. It's a maddest game. We could go to Anfield and draw nil-nil and take these back to Goodison in the second leg. Can you imagine that? There'd be no bad atmosphere in that. Nil-nil, second leg at Goodison to send us through to the final against Middlesbrough or Chelsea. Anything can happen. You know, they could beat us yeah. 4 nil at Anfield. It could happen, but you just don't know. Sure, you've got to be in it to win it. Of course you have, yeah. Um, I want to talk about how badly we're missing some players. I really do. You can see it. Michael Decore, for me, is a massive miss. I just, yeah. I, I really think he is. Um, Seamus Coleman, obviously, Ashley Young, we spoke about with Patterson. I think once one of them's fat, uh, fit the back in, Michalenko goes straight back in. Oh, and Decore. <laughs> I know, yes, sorry. That'll never happen. <laughs> well, maybe when Ashley Young in about five years. Yeah. But, um, I just think they're so big of a misses, we need to start looking at cover. Because yeah, you can't have indeed. three, four t- players out and then go, wow, we're a different team. Do you know what I mean? It's like, we need yeah. to, like, I know we, obviously, they've been missing for the Burnley game, they come in and done well, but Jacore missing was just, I know, and it is Burnley, no, no, they were terrible. Yeah. They were terrible, mate. And I just think, Burnley, and then the next step up is sort of Fulham, and we've been caught. So when you go to Tottenham away, which we'll speak about in a minute, that's the next step up, mate. So I just think, how. Oh, Badly, we're going to miss them then. Um, so I just think we need cover. Do you in defence? I'm thinking more. There's three defenders in that list. Yeah, we need a left back, don't we? I mean, I watched that Anthony Robinson for the uh, yeah. the other day, and I thought, why have we let him go? He looks really good. Every yeah. time I see him, he has a good game. Every time. But you know, that's no point crying over that now. But yeah, we definitely need another left back. I mean, I, I don't want to see Ben Godfrey and Jared Brantley playing at left back all the time, or Ashley Young even. We need to get a specialised left-back youngster who's going to come in and deputise for Michalenko. Decore's a massive miss, huge miss. Nobody can do what he does in the team. I think Calvert-Lewin look lost without him. There's no one with him supporting him up front. And James Garner and that tried his best, but it's just not the same. It doesn't have the same effect because they're not the same type of player. But uh, talking about Andre Gomez now, aren't he playing tomorrow? Uh-huh. Or being in the squad tomorrow, that's what they're saying. Being a pressure mm-hmm. of them, and I think that's just mainly down to he can actually kick a football. To be honest with you, he can actually look after the ball. He's not someone who's scared of the ball, is he? I mean that. But as well as Everton have been doing lately, I still think that's a, that's my only real criticism is that we're awful in possession. We're absolutely dreadful with the ball most of the, most of the time. Yeah, you know the the goal against Newcastle being the exception. Great goal. Everyone was calm on the ball, but we were already two 0 up then. But yeah, the amount of times I was at the match on Tuesday and I kept shouting, "Stop giving the ball away! Just stop!" It's just an effect. It's just the team's been affected with it. Once someone does a bad pass, everybody does it. It's it's ridiculous. But yeah, we do need more players. But whether we can get them, I don't know. Yeah. It with that though, with having the ball, when you look at our three home defeats, they have we have had the ball. Wolves, we had more of the ball. I think, you know, we had more of the ball at Wolverton. Uh, and Fulham at home at the beginning of the season, so it's just something we can't do until we get 
a player who can put the foot in the ball and completely dictate the game. Which hopefully we say it all the time, don't we? Who, who is it that we always say that the, the dream player for Everton will never get him is Jane, Madison, isn't it? Yeah, for me, you're never going to get him. But you need someone like him. You need the Deli Ali from five years ago. But is he going to come in and do that? He's going to. It's going to take loads of time. And is he even going to play for us? You know what I mean? So there's got to. We just need someone who who actually wants the ball and is comfortable on the ball. James Garner is, but I don't. I'm not sure if he's more defensively minded than he is attacking. Yeah, the, so. James Garner's a bit of an all rounder, isn't he? Yeah, where you've got where when you've got a Deli Ali, his sort of main focus is if can I turn on the ball, you know, can I find that first round the corner pass, then type of thing. I think James Garner's quite neat, where Deli Ali is a risk taker, which you need yeah. in this team. So hopefully, and then we might see the best of Carvalho, we might see the best of Beto, he might start running behind defenses. So I'm open, we can sort of sort that out. Um, I was going to ask for your man of the match for the seat, for the game, but it was a bit of a mad game. I, you know, have you got oh, one? <laughs> <laughs> uh, for the actual game, uh, I don't know. I'd probably go for Brandt, considering he was out of position. I'll yeah. probably give it to Beto, seeing as he changed the game when he came on. Yeah, hundred. That's a good shout, actually. Yeah, Beto. I'd, I'd go Brandt to be fair. Um. So, obviously, we're coming into the end of December, which can only mean one thing in the football world, that the January transfer window will open soon. God knows what Everton have got sorted to spend, but there's been a few links to outgoings in the last couple of weeks. Now, Dan Juma's reportedly been in talks to go back to Villarreal. What would you make of that? Now, I know we come on on Tuesday and, you know, done well to sort of put the goal in. I thought he looked all right. Do you think he's probably just unlucky that He's got dice that loves McNeil and Harrison. Would you be bothered if he was to go back to Villarreal? I don't think we've seen enough of them to be bothered, have we? Really? No. But seen little bits. He should have scored there that volley. Can't believe oh, yeah. that never went in. Yeah. But, uh, all, yeah. No, it depends. I don't know what the agreement is with Villarreal. We are we're not going to give us our money back, are we? I think we paid to loan them, so I don't bother with our money either. I say that all the time, but I don't know. I don't know what it is. Maybe. Villarreal want him back so he can loan him out to someone who he's going to get game time at. He's not guaranteed a game at Everton, is he? So, I think he might play tomorrow, funny enough. I think that's down to it. I think that's probably down to him, isn't it? Everton will probably say to him, listen, do you want to stay And they'll go, yeah or no. And it seems like he enjoys it. Even when he's on the benches, you see him laughing and joking with the Sigay and Anana. So, you don't know that he thinks, no, I'm going to show you what I can do in the minutes that I do get. Um... Another player linked, someone that we've spoke about, probably if I'd have asked you this on Tuesday night, you'd have said yeah. But Anana's obviously been linked with Barcelona. I don't know Arsenal have had people watching him. If Anana was to come out in January and say, I want to leave, how much would you want for him? How much are we buying for? 35, 40? Yeah. 70. Right. Would you let him go? No. Personally, no. No. I wouldn't let, I wouldn't let a first team at someone who starts every week go now until we know what league we're playing in next season. I mean, people say, I've said that myself, we're not going to get relegated, but until we get the points on the board, we are. Yeah. So, uh, no, listen, I have I was coming out of Goodison there going, you bastard, sell them, everything <laughs> else, call them all kinds. But I've calmed down now. He's a good player and he's, he's had a good season for Everton, but would I sell him in January? No. I do think he will be sold at the end of the season, though. 
Yeah, it, he's a bit of an asset, isn't he, that we can yeah. to make money on him with. Would you? And not in January, definitely not. We, we can't afford it. We've just spoke about how much we need cover and we're selling, you know, players. I think we got linked as well with someone else speak about with that uh, Josh Brownell. We're just swapping Anna for Brownell. Definitely not. Yeah. So let you know let's let's sort of t- look at it that way. Can see why he wants of... Josh Brownell up. Yeah, yeah. I can see why just come on come off the bench or maybe go see out yeah. games in certain in certain things. I, but I think he's one of them players as well that you don't really see how good he is until he plays for your team. Yeah. Possibly. I mean? I'm not saying about Josh Brown or I've seen a few heads falling off over him. Josh Brownell, I mean, it's because of his name, isn't it? That's, and he plays for Burnley, so you're thinking, no. But Maybe we all said about Gareth Barry. <sighs> we all want, we don't, no one wanted Gareth Barry, and he turned out to be one of the best midfielders for a while. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't let him go to Arsenal, definitely. I just, just don't like when we let cl- players go to other Premier League clubs. Um, another Everton have slapped a hundred million pound price tag on Jared Brandweight. I think they've missed a zero out. If I'm honest, <laughs> what would you if Everton would come to you and go, Paul Brown, we've got to sell him, but you pick the fee? What would you say in today's market? Well, if that Caicedo is going for 115, then I'd say 120 in yeah. today's market. Start English. there, yeah, I'd start there, yeah, definitely, but. Be a shame. I think I think the both of them will go in the summer. Like I mean, as much as I don't want Brantway to go, I think he won't be out of it next season, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, um sad really, isn't it? But do you think that's what we we where we are now then? We've got Dan Juma. No, we've just talked about two players there that possibly if we both get our way, we're getting 190 million quid for. Do you think Everton are in that place position now where we've got to go get all right, get 190 for them? And then rebuild. Do you think that's just what we are? I'll tell you what, the, story, the story's coming out of the club is that if they were to get 190 million, that you would never see that ever again. If you believe that the club is in as much trouble as people are trying to tell you online. Yeah. So that 190 million goes to keep the fucking lecky on and the water on and everything else. That, 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 that goes towards paying wages and stuff. So I think that's the only re- the only reason we would sell was to, would to be keep, to keep the club afloat. I don't think we can go out and spend millions and millions on players in the January transfer window or the summer transfer window. I think it's I think it's the wallet's closed at the moment. Like, well, it's got to be, hasn't it? You can't sort of get the deduction we got for spending over twenty million and go where well, there's another fifty, sixty million to spend. The Premier League will be so sort of scrutinising everything we do. I think um, triple seven though, you know, that they've they're not paying the bills at standard liaison or all that though. So they're the ones who are gonna be buying Everton. I mean I don't usually buy into all like the that's maybe the wrong word to use scaremongering on Twitter. I know people are only putting these stories up because they care, I understand that, but there's no smoke without fire, is there? No. But the, I read something on the seven 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 thing with standard liaison um they have sort of put the money up front and said, oh, what do we need to pay? And if, I don't know who says it to them. The, you know, the Belgian FA have gone this much. They've gone, oh, yeah, well, there's the funds. And I think that come from Alan Myers as well. That the, uh, the 777 group actually have put the money up for that. Whether I think they... this is just someone just throwing spanners in the works to get Evertonians going there. Possibly, mate. Obviously, they're not... 
everyone's sort of... I make, make Matthews on one again, is he? <laughs> yeah. No, but I think there is truth in it because the team that do, do own a, the name slips me now is uh, they are under a transfer embargo as well. But Bar- again, called the Gamma. Uh, that, yeah, sorry, bless you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they've probably they've been put under a transfer embargo as well. But again, the room come out seven 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 of put the money forward and said, okay, well, there's the money. Um, so we can only sort of go what's going on. It doesn't look good. I've got to be honest. No. I was always in the in the opinion of let the you know better the devil, you know, sort of thing. Get, yeah, give them a chance. Let's see what they can do. I've got to be honest. I'm sort of get, wincing a little bit every time I read something and going, Ooh, maybe these aren't the best. I'm definitely never... worried. Like, yeah. definitely, definitely worried. Yeah, there's, there's got to be someone else up there with a new stadium getting built the way it is. Got to be someone who genuinely wants to buy Everton to take us forward. Surely, this just sounds like these want to buy Everton and then just flip it straight away, sell it. That's what it sounds like to me. I'm hoping that I'm. I'm hoping that someone sort of get gets a grip and machine then and says if this seven 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 thing doesn't go through and says, listen, don't just sell to the first person because look what's just happened. You know, you've done that before and they've not fitted one this the club. But again, we can only wait, can't we, at the end of the day. Yeah. Um just a bit of other football news, not obviously it is related to Everton, but more of a world football news that the Super League pops his head its head up again. Now, I think this has been more damned a lot faster than it did last time. Now, I've got you've got City, I think City United, Chelsea have already come out and said no. Liverpool have come out today, haven't they? I'm not sure. Um, maybe, yeah, well, Liverpool have come out. I know basically all the clubs around Europe are gone. Nah, you're all right. But it just doesn't seem to go away, does it? This, like, no. Would you let it? Sammy would you let them go ahead? Sammy Rovers have come out today and said as well, they don't want to be oh, in it as well. That's it, it's finished then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to think. Real Madrid and Barcelona are on the bones of their ass. They need the Super League. Yeah. They're just not bringing in any money at all, as far as I know. Yeah, they need it to happen. Uh, I know Premier League clubs have distanced themselves from it because they don't want to get kicked out by the Premier League. The Premier League said if, if anyone wants to join it. Remember last time they said we'll yeah. kick you out? So, money talks, mate. They'll come to the Premier League and say, "Listen, can we have six of your clubs? We'll pay you this month, this amount of money, and that that amount of money, and we won't, it won't interfere with your schedule." And I, I think it's inevitable. Me personally, like I wouldn't be asked. Listen, hands on heart, people say you're just sick of getting beat against the likes of Liverpool. It's probably some truth in that as well. I would not be bothered if we never played Liverpool ever again. I swear, I really wouldn't. I'm not. I'm the same as you. I can honestly God say that as well. Listen, loads of my best mates are all Liverpoolians. I love them and all that. But as far as the football club's concerned, I couldn't give a shit. I don't care if we never play them ever again. And you know, if Everton won the league with them six teams out of it, I'd still celebrate it like we'd won the league proper because it is. Yeah. It's the Premier League to me. So give me a league where it's us, Newcastle, Aston Villa, all fighting it out at the top. I'll do for me. Yeah. I just, yeah, I think me personally, I think the one thing the Super League have got, which they are going to use in the, soon, is Saudi Arabia. I honestly do believe they'll get Saudi Arabia to come in and go, you can have three of your best teams in your league and I'll get all these European teams and what about if we make one big one? They've done it with golf, mate. they got that, uh, is it Live Golf? Yeah. They just yeah. set up a Live Golf and all they've got golfers. No, no, I wouldn't join that. They flash the cash at them like, oh yeah, go ahead. It, it's just... It only takes them to get involved, and I think that'll be it. 
me personally like I think it will happen because you'll have there's stuff like FFP we don't really understand it and that now but man the likes of Man City and Chelsea go well if you're going to do it for FFP we'll just go to that Super League because hmm. we're all right there we spend yeah, whatever yeah. we want there exactly so it's just opened exactly. up a massive can of whip now that it's actually legal the Super League is legal now it's gone to a court case and it's not illegal anymore so mm-hmm. Teams will join it, and it's only going to take one English team to go. You know what? Newcastle even could just say, right? We, we've got they've got Saudi owners. They could just go right. We're going for it. Let's go for it. Yeah. Well, you're, you're out the Premier League. We don't care about the Premier League. I spoke to my dad about this yesterday. And he said he, I said, would you go and watch Everton in the European Super League? Say if we qualify for it. He said no. Nope. I probably would like, but. Would it, it wouldn't feel the same to me. No. Like I, I just, you're just killing the little clubs. And I made a joke there about Tramier and stuff like that. But what about all of them? You know what I mean? Their dream is to one day play in the Premier League. It needs to like sell the pool, Everton, Man U, and that. Yeah, it just it's gone. It's gone then. Yeah. It's it, hopefully it just gets. It seems like it's sort of just getting put back in its box, doesn't it? Until a couple of years when it come out. Yeah, I think it'll, it'll happen. I did, well, to be honest, mate, the f- new format of the Champions League, I'm making it like that anyway. Um, so... What they've done now is they, they only they want teams, didn't they? Not just on like past glories and that. Yeah. So you can go in there. Now they're saying that you can earn your way into it. So the likes of Newcastle again using them to just spend loads of money on players and finish third in the Premier League and go and they'll be in that European Super League then. Or even like someone like a something more mad like Ipswich Town could get promoted. And then finished in the top four in the Premier League, and they could be in it. So there's that incentive. Yeah, it, it when that they come out the new format of the Premier League and the the uh, promotion and relegation side of it. Sorry, was I thought all that might just entice people to go. Well, actually, they're not shutting it off to everyone. It isn't a, a franchise what they wanted, but it will be. Listen, it will be. They're just doing that to get people in the door, and then they'll shut the door. Yeah. Uh, that's it. Let's talk about Spurs away. I think you've been. I'm sure you've been to top have, away. Yeah. Have you? Long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, yeah. I didn't I know have, you've yeah. been to. Is any good? Yeah, to crack the stadium, like. Yeah. As long as it's not the same result, I'm not asked. I got past <laughs> 5-0. I know. That was Harry Kane, wasn't it? Um, yeah. Michael yeah. Keane, again. But that's a hard place to go, mate. Listen, it is a hard place to go, but... If you see these teams that have picked up, you know, results there, West Ham went there and won. Um, I think Brentford went there and won, if I'm not mistaken. Sheffield United took them to a last minute to uh, took Tottenham in the last two minutes to score two goals. What would you what were you making of that Tottenham away? You're a bit like you a bit oh Tottenham away, you're thinking actually you know what, let's go there and beat these are away records, not that bad. Take a draw now. Yeah, I would take a draw now. Um I'm not you don't usually not one of these people who say, oh, Everton have had a game in a week, they're going to be tired, but Everton have had a game in a week and Tottenham haven't. So, yeah. they will be fresher. Uh, you'd expect, unless we're an Everton podcast, I love Everton, you'd expect Tottenham to get the win tomorrow. You would, if you're a better man. You'd yeah. expect it. But I do think we can go there and frustrate them and it, it could suit us because they will have a lot of the ball. So And they play that ridiculous high line as well. So, we could get in behind them, you never know. So, no, no, I'm not, I'm not like... I'm not saying we're going to go there and get battered, but anything we come away with there tomorrow is a massive bonus. Yeah, it's a top six club, isn't it, at the end of the day? 
Um, we're going away to a top six, so obviously we've not got a great record. Ah, um, but I didn't get you. I'd take a draw. I honestly would. What would be your sort of lineup going into that game? Now it's a three o'clock kickoff. As you said before, Tottenham haven't played. I think they're missing a couple of key players as well. What would your sort of start and eleven be? Would you if go Coleman for five? Fit, I put Col- I put Coleman in for Patterson if he's fit. Okay. I put Michalenko in for Keane. I put Brantwick back in as a position. So yeah. I'll go back to the four. Um, I'd be tempted to give Dan Juma a go over Harrison. Right. And I'd be tempted to start Beto as well over Calvert-Lewin. Well, okay. Any sort of particular reason for Dan Juma going in? Is it just sort of... Just to mix it up a little bit, we've got another game, haven't we, and like four days later against Man City at home. Just uh, oh great! I think you just, I think you just got to use start using the squad. I think he, he had a good little cameo when he came on. I think he want to prove something against Tottenham as well because he get, yeah. he played about three games there. So yeah, I'd probably be tempted to give him a goal tomorrow because as I say, they play a high line and he's got pace, so we could get him behind them. And Beto as well got pace. You yeah. could get him behind them, so that's a good shout actually. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That, that's a pretty good shout. Probably, you know what? The Corey, the Corey's not fit as he. I don't think he's going to make it. No. Yeah, probably the same. I wouldn't be bothered if it did see Jack Harrison play. Uh, I just think he needs to be a lot better on the ball. Me personally, I think he's getting away with it a lot because he's running round and yeah. chasing everything down. But when he gets the ball to his feet, he just seems to trip over or hit it against the defender and it goes out. But I wouldn't be bothered with that team that you've picked. I wouldn't be bothered if he started with uh, Calvert-Lewin and Harrison. So it's a good position to be in. And I think, well, we're not going to do score predictions, are we? We're not going to, we've, uh, no. I was going to say, because last time we've done that, I think we got beat. So we're not doing them no more. Yeah. No, this is this is our last game, Paul. This, will, this is our last podcast until uh, the 27th, which obviously is after Christmas. So I just wanted to wish you, Belinda, Jake, and everyone, obviously, that listens, a Merry Christmas. Hope it's a, a boss day for you, boss couple of days. Obviously, we played uh, Man City on the 27th. We'll try and get a, a preview out for that, a reaction to the Tottenham game, but that won't be till after Christmas. Yeah, it's same from me. Just want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas and hope you all have a boss time. And thanks to everyone who's contributed and been in touch with us on Twitter and on Instagram and just continue to give us loads of support and yeah. hopefully we've got more for you in the new year. We do apologise that we don't do match reactions, but it's it's hard because we, we're we match-going fans, so by the time we get in from the game, it's like on Tuesday night, it was time to go to bed. I went straight to bed and then you got work commitments and everything else then, so it is hard for us. It's not like we're, we're, not, we're not sitting here going, no, we can't be bothered. It's not the case. It's just that we can't get people together to do one, so... Yeah. And with it being Christmas time, it's hard anyway because, you know, family commitments, everyone's eating chocolate, everyone's just getting <laughs> food, just loads of food and alcohol and everything. So it's just, you know what I mean? It's it's hard to get everyone together to talk about Everton. So we will try better in the new year. And hopefully we've got some big news coming up soon for the podcast as well. Fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers so, yeah, crossed. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And uh, up the toffees. Up the toffees. Sports Social Podcast Network.